When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we discuss the finalized and completely revamped Michigan basketball roster and provide a few updates on the football program, including a new commit and details of the team's summer trip. Coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, Aaron, going to be talking with you here Tuesday morning, June 28th. No Ryan Zook. He's, uh, he's on vacation. I'll come back next week with tales of 300-yard drives and 30-foot birdie putts and all that good stuff, I'm sure. I doubt it, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> He'll come back with stories of those things. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. uh, whether they happen or not is another another thing altogether. But yeah, as I as I mentioned in the intro, a lot of uh, a lot of changes with the Michigan men's basketball team. Just just a completely overhauled roster um, from last season, and even from you know a few weeks, few months ago. Um, I mean this this is somewhat the norm in college basketball now with with the transfer portal, but uh, you know, Michigan's is, is pretty extreme. I mean, you know, 13 scholarship players. Um, they've got, they've got five true freshmen coming in. Okay. Greg Glenn, the third jet Howard, uh, Yusef Kayat, who we'll get to uh, in a little bit, Doug McDaniel, uh, and Terrace Reed jr. Uh, two who were freshmen last season, but are appealing for, for red shirts. They, Will Cheddar, who didn't play in any games, and Isaiah Barnes, who appeared in a couple minutes of, of two different games, but should get a red shirt. So he's essentially a new player. And two transfers, Jalen Llewellyn and Joey Baker. That leaves four, four of the 13, uh, you know, who actually suited up in games last season for Michigan. Uh, sophomore Kobe Bufkin and juniors, Jace Howard, Terrence Williams, the second, and Hunter Dickinson. So nine out of 13, um, you know, pretty much guys you, you did not see at Michigan last year. And and yeah, the latest is, as I said, uh, Yusef Kayat. Uh, he is from Lebanon, um, but played the last several years um, on a pro team in France. Um, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out exactly like how Michigan discovered him. But, you know, what I've what I've heard so far um, from from the staff is that, you know, Juwan kind of put out, hey, let's work our contacts, um, especially your international ones. Um, you know, we, we, we need a guy, you know, we need another another player for this team. Um, and, and that's what they did. And they ended up uh, finding Youssef. Um, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine. Uh, we'll, we'll see what he's listed at when he, when he's measured at Michigan, um, a, a forward, uh, you know, there was a pretty, uh, you know, thorough scouting report, um, on Euro hoops, uh, um, you know, by Ludovico, uh, Basso, um, you know, who I've connected with since and very helpful as far as, you know, what he provided, uh, on Kayat, uh, you know, a, 
a guy who moves well without the ball, attacks the basket, um, you know, very good defensively, good instincts and effort there. Um, you know, not the best outside shooter right now, but um, just a very good kind of all around two way player, um, you know, that, that could help Michigan right away. And, and certainly you'd think, um, you know, down the line uh, given, given what they lost. I mean, they lost Caleb Houston and, and Musa Diabate, two freshman starters, um, you know, at, at the forward spot. So, you know, they, they needed, they needed some guys to step in and, and now they've got, um, they've got several options there. Um, you know, he did, he did give an interview announcing his commitment saying, uh, you know, he chose Michigan because of how they've developed international players, uh, you know, Franz and Mo Wagner, uh, you know, like Kayat, uh, came directly from, from pro hoops in Europe. Um, Musa Diabate played high school basketball in the United States, but is from France. Um, Michigan has had several Canadians, uh, Nick Stauskas, Iggy Brasdakis, uh, Caleb Houston last season, Jalen Llewellyn this season. Um, and he, he also mentioned that, you know, the Lebanese population, um, in Michigan. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is a, a good get. It's, it's hard to say, you know, what he, what he would have been ranked as a recruit in this, in this freshman class, but, um, you know, he's a leading scorer for, for, you know, an under 21 professional team in a, in a decent league in France, that's and, and leading rebounder. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. And he checks a box. Like you said, he's a good rebounder, good defender. And that's something that I think they lost in, in Musa Diabate this year. Um, yep. I, I'm really curious to hear the story of how I found him as well, because a lot of times, you know, whether it's football, basketball, like overseas and, and try and find these kids. And he, you know, a lot of times they're given a heads up and there's some type of connection there. Um, but yeah, it, the, the overseas stories to me are always fascinating, especially the kids that get in the, you know, the, the sport late or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, it, it sounds like they, they, they had a need, they found, went and got it. Um, and, and sometimes as we all know, with those international kids, there's sometimes there's less competition and you can kind of fly under the radar in, in finding them. So that, that story is going to be fascinating when and if we, you know, we, we find it out. Uh, I think Michigan definitely did. It was, I don't want to say a stealth operation, but it was, uh, things were kept pretty quiet. I mean, Juwan was, was in France and I, I'm pretty sure he did, you know, connect with him, uh, at some point during that trip. He didn't, he, we know he, I know he's there cause he posted about it on social media, but not till after the fact, um, you know, he posted some photos, but he was already, he was already back in Ann Arbor at that point. Um, but he, he had been there and, uh, you know, might've connected with Kayat, uh, at some point there. Um, you know, this was a, a guy like Franz Wagner who wasn't sure what he was going to do. He, he could have, he could have stayed there. Um, you know, he's, he's been playing, he has played for the Lebanese national team as well. Um, you know, and, and coming to college would, you know, hinder his ability to continue to do that, at least in the near future. Um, but you know, his eventual goal is to get to the NBA and he felt like the competition level, this would be, um, a good way, a good way to do it. Um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. He did have, you know, he had four college finalists, um, you know, Wake Forest, uh, and DePaul. I don't know how serious he was about them. He had some good things to say about, uh, Xavier as well. Um, but you know, in the end it was, it was, it was Michigan. Um, and I, you know, I know his, uh, I know his coaches, um, you know, at, at his team in France, we're not, we're not thrilled that he's decided to, to leave. So, um, but yeah, that's, he'll get his, he said, he's, you know, got to get his visa in order and, um, you know, join the team. Um, you know, this is a team that is playing, uh, uh, going overseas in, in August, um, to, to France and, and to Greece to play, uh, a few exhibition games, um, you know, before, before the season actually starts in, uh, in, in November. Um, and on that note, we do have, a little more about the the schedule um 
And I found out they got a game against Central Michigan. Uh, we've learned uh, they drew Virginia in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That game will be in Ann Arbor. Um, I have ex- half expected that them to draw North Carolina again, even though I know they're already set to play them uh, in a different event. But, you know, I don't know. It seems like uh, schedule makers just want as much Michigan, North Carolina as possible. Um, but, yeah, so we've got four four spots still to fill in the uh, 11 game non-conference schedule. Uh, I would, I would kind of expect given who's already on there um, that those would just be home games, you know, buy games, if you will, you know, teams like central Michigan and Lipscomb. Those are the two that are already there um, that they just pay to come to Chrysler. Cause I don't know, just, you know, Kentucky in, in, in London and in, in North Carolina in, in North Carolina, not on campus, but in Charlotte, um, you know, Virginia at home, but, you know, still a high major game. And then, you know, two high major games uh, in, in Brooklyn in, in the Legends Classic, like that that's pretty, pretty competitive already. They don't need any other, you know, big time games for their NCAA tournament resume necessarily, but uh, they could. It, it's hard to say, like, you know, this is Jawan Howard's fourth year, so I don't want to just go by what they did, you know, before him with, with John Beeline. This is a new, a new coach, but I don't know. He probably didn't have too much say in that first year, right? Just given when he came in. Then last year or two years ago was messed up because of COVID. It was an abbreviated schedule. So there's just not much precedent to try to figure out, you know, how difficult he wants the schedule to be. Um, So there could be one more, you know, big time game, but maybe not. Yeah. As we've talked in the past, I think as long as you can go 500 in the Big Ten or a little bit above and you can clear that 2022 win threshold in college basketball, typically you get in the tournament. So you don't really want to get bogged down in your schedule with, you know, top you know, tier team after top tier team, as we we're starting to see in college football, you know, it's rare now where teams have more than one mm-hmm. quality non-conference opponent. And in most cases now you have none. Uh, so it, it, that, I think that's probably fair, fair schedule. And you mentioned Kentucky, you mentioned North Carolina, um, you know, as a CMU graduate, I'm sure I'll, myself and Ryan will be paying attention to the CMU game. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I don't want my hopes up. CMU wasn't very good last year. Uh, they do have some talent coming back. They have a new coach, and it'll be in his second year. It seems like he's got things turn, turning around, but they're still they're still not where they were four or five years ago. So, I mean, that obviously CMU Lipscomb game should be victories, um, and you know the UNC and, and Kentucky games will be tough tests in in different sites, different places that you know neutral sites in a way that you know in a way uh, down the road prepare you for a tournament setting. Absolutely, um, and then yeah, last thing would be the the NBA draft has happened since our, our last podcast. That was last Thursday night. Um, Caleb Houston and and Musa Diabate both taken in the second round. Um, I mean, not a surprise really. I, in the end, I, I thought they would both be drafted. Um, you know, more confident about Houston um, and Diabate maybe went a little earlier than I thought, but uh, you know, Houston ends up with the Orlando Magic, uh, the Orlando Wolverines, if you will. They've got the Wagner brothers. Uh, they got uh, Iggy Brasdakis on that team. Um, so yeah, they uh, he joined them as the, it was the second pick of the second round, and they had the first overall pick and took Paolo Banquero from uh, from Duke. Um, so yeah, well, you know that that's where he lands. Um, you know, back in Florida where he played high school basketball. Uh, Diabate goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so yeah, I you know. Uh, we'll see what they, you know, can make of their NBA careers. We you know both both young and raw, and we'll see. Um, yeah, maybe you know, it takes a few years to get going, but um, they they did get picked. Um, and then Eli Brooks, uh, you know, signed uh, as an undrafted 
free agent with the Indiana Pacers. So he'll be with their summer league team. And, you know, we'll try to try to make the actual roster. Um, I know people cared about that. It's, it's kind of funny. You know, you look at, we could see our uh, you know page views as far as how many people read the stories. And there was way more for the Eli Brooks story than there was for the other two guys who got drafted. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, he was for Michigan for five years and, you know, people, you know, people, you, you, fans kind of build a, uh, you know, a connection with a player like that, as opposed to Diabate in Houston. I mean, nothing against them and, and their decisions, but you know, they were here one day, gone the next, and you know, they were starters, but you know, never really had any major, major moments for Michigan. And uh, yeah, you know, so Eli, Eli will get a chance there, and we'll we'll see about Devonte Jones still uh, still waiting for word on if he'll catch on with the summer league team. Now we heard in the lead up to the draft about this rumored promise for Caleb Houston. It, was it valid? Was it Orlando? Do you, do we know? Is it, I mean, is that a fair assumption to make? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's obviously, you know, he was, he was clearly comfortable, uh, you know, with where he would be taken. And in the end he was, you know, early second round and you'd think he'd get the, you know, a guaranteed contract out of that. Usually the guys in that slot do, um, you know, for several million dollars. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, but, but no, we don't know for sure if you know, that was the team, uh, you know, that said that, um, you know, we, we discussed the whole promise thing. It didn't make a ton of sense, to, you know, given that, you know, you just never know if a guy will fall, a different guy will fall. And now all of a sudden, you know, that promise goes out the window, but um, is there, and maybe we've talked, is there some sort of connection with Orlando and Juwan? Is there, is there, cause it seems like, or at least Michigan, I mean, they, I mean, they get a lot of guys. I mean, it, it's crazy how many Michigan guys they draft. It, it, and you yeah, no, it's a uh, litany. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, no, um, or Orlando is is a team he played for because he played right. for darn near every single team. But I don't know, it, was just, it was just one season. I, I don't think um, it's not the team you think of when you think of Juwan Howard necessarily. Right. Um, it's just crazy. They, they they tend to take so many Michigan guys. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Now you know Wagner and and Brasdakis, uh, uh, Mo Wagner at least, and and Brasdakis, You know they they got as you know through trades or free agency or whatever. But still, they you know they they, they wanted them and they got them. And obviously, you know, France, they took in the, in the top 10. So, um, yeah, it'll be, and John Teske, um, yeah. at least, at least last year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here was in their, you know, in their organization, you know, with their G League team. So, um, yeah, it is. It is interesting. That kind of wraps up the basketball talk. Like I said, you know, completely new roster and, um, you know, not a good year to have this probably overseas trip and you know, get some extra games in before know the season starts to try to you know figure out what you got like we said football news uh, you know a few different things uh, we'll start with a, a a new commitment you know the first of the uh, 2024 class yeah we, we've talked about in the previous weeks how slow things have been with 2023 and then they still remain relatively slow michigan still only has seven commits in that class but they got their first of 2024 on monday uh Four-star linebacker Mason Curtis. He's actually an outside linebacker. Uh, he's from Ensworth High School in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, listed at 6'4", 200, so maybe a little undersized. But keep in mind, he's he's only going into his junior year, so he's got some time here to, to 
fill out and everything else. But um, the highlights, he seems like he's he's quick. He, he can get to the quarterback. Um, he was a George Hilo commit for those maybe keeping score at home or wondering. Uh, Hilo's done a pretty good job recruiting uh, linebackers and defensive players from Michigan since he's gotten here. He's kind of had his foothold there in the in the South, kind of where he came from. Uh, so yeah, Michigan got their first in 2024. Uh, I, I keep in mind, it's still a long way between now and signing day. Uh, you know, gosh, a year and a half now. So it's it's there's still plenty of time. Um, but it's clear that now that Michigan has kind of a, a coaching staff in place, new coordinator, new some new assistants, they're starting to build relationships. Maybe not so much with this coming class, but the next. Uh, and it's kind of and we've talked about this in the past how it's important to build you know, continuity and everything else and relationships. And a lot, keep in mind, we talk about NIL a lot and it's, it's, it's valid and everything else. And it may be the number one thing right now in recruiting, um, but relationships still matter. And a lot of these kids commit because yes, the school and, and yes, the head coach and the facilities and, and the winning and everything else. But a lot of times it's the relationships they build with the assistant coaches. So George Hilo still continues to do that. He, he landed Michigan's first um, for 2024. As for 2023, mm-hmm. um, we talked about how slow it's been. There are a couple of upcoming commitments scheduled for later this week to keep an eye on. If you're a Michigan fan, two notables, I, I guess I got listed here, four-star offensive tackle. He's actually a top 100 prospect. Charles Jagisa, I think is how you pronounce it. He's um, scheduled to commit on Thursday. He's from Rock Island, Illinois. Uh, he's basically down to Michigan Notre Dame, another Michigan Notre Dame finalist here. The uh, the crystal balls from predictions from twenty four seven recruiting site has Jaggy Jaggysa going to Notre Dame. Uh, so if if you had to pick the if the you know, prognosticators had to pick now, they're, they're leading with Notre Dame, but Michigan still seems to be firmly um, in the mix there. Another another guy expected to commit this week. It looks like Friday. Uh, four-star athlete. He, now he's listed as an athlete, but it looks like Michigan's recruiting him as a defensive end. Collins Akiapong, I think is how you pronounce it. He's from Fairmont Prep in Anaheim, California. Uh, he's down to Michigan, Miami, LSU. The crystal ball predictions have uh, him going to Michigan. He recently visited, I believe he's visited a couple times now. Uh, another guy from overseas uh, kind of picked up the football game late. Um, that Michigan, I think, thinks they can turn into kind of an outside linebacker, edge rusher type like a David Ajabo. Uh, so those are those are two you know two two commitments announcements to pay attention to Thursday Jagusa Friday Akiam Pong I think is how you pronounce it. All right, so yeah, I mean this, this is a chance for them to to build a little momentum uh, here, um, you know, for for next year's class. You know, we were talking about the the, the basketball team having its you know summer trip. Um, you know, the football team has one too. I mean, I remember when it was uh, announced. This was now months ago right that we were yeah. you know reported on on that that it was happening for the football team but you, you now know a little bit more about and i guess yeah exactly when it is and then where they're going yeah so they're, they're it's like an eight-day trip basically across the state of michigan you know michigan announces like you said months ago i think their intent is to try and kind of get themselves out in the community and, and visit different spots and i think expose the players to the different parts of michigan because you know, we talk about this all the time but they've got so many guys from all over the country and sometimes mm-hmm. all over the world that maybe aren't familiar with their backyard and and I think in, in this way too, I think the football program looks at as promoting the state of Michigan. Um, yeah, they're going to head out uh, about three weeks from now. I, I don't want to give out specific dates. I've been told not to, but I can tell okay. folks that they are going to go to Flint, the Lansing, Grand Rapids, Grand Haven, the big spots are on, on the schedule. Muskegon, um, they're going to make a trip up to Traverse City, 
uh, Charlevoix, Mackinac Island, the UP for a day. Um, it, it, it can be kind of interesting because this all kind of overlaps Big Ten Media Days. Big Ten Media Days are July 26th and 27th in Indianapolis. So there's going to be a point where I think Michigan is going Jim Harbaugh and his player draft to fly out. I think they're flying on Traverse City to in, straight to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days and then flying back to Michigan to, to finish the rest of the trip. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no practices. I, 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 NCAA doesn't allow it, so I don't think they can practice anyway. No practices are scheduled. It's kind of all public team building events, almost in a way kind of similar to their their team trip to you know Paris, France a few years back, or South Africa, where they were doing different events and participating in kind of different team or you know um, you know uh, public activities. Uh, I think they're going to do some helping out in the community uh, and just kind of exposing the players to the the, the summertime and and. and Summertime in Northern Michigan, as I think Kid Rock says in his, in his songs. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's on the table. Everything's scheduled. I've been told everything is on. You know, everything's good to go. Um, we'll have coverage to some degree. I anticipate being, you know, being at many of those stops. But it, it looks like it's going to be a you know fun eight nine eight nine days. Uh, just one day in the UP. I mean, as an honorary UPer, having you know married into it, if you will, uh, that's just that's not enough time. It's a big place, the UP. From what I heard, and, and this is valid, they said from what I heard from the program, it's it was a big logistical, I don't say nightmare, but difficult. Because <laughs> keep in mind, you got a you got a team from what I understand, almost every player on the team is going. Okay. Probably most of the coaches and support staffers. So mm, lodging. Yes. Especially yeah. in Michigan in the summertime. Hotels are booked. So I think it was difficult in some of these towns to get lodging for everyone. I, I can imagine like Traverse City and you know, Charlevoix and the Mackinac Islands and everything. Yeah, else. right, right, right. So I, I think that was the big um, you know, uh, issue there. Right but yeah. Yeah. So they're going to spend a day or two up there. I, I, to what degree, how much you're staying, I don't, I don't know, but I think that was a big issue. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that does make sense. That'll be, I mean, yeah, that'll be cool to see. I'm sure, you know, they'll take in that, those buses, right. Probably the Michigan branded buses, maybe not, but uh, you know, see those rolling through some of these, you know, I guess less populated towns be, would be interesting to see um so, so yeah i mean harbaugh you know he talks about this a lot and he's, he's being about it as far as you know educating and you know getting you know having guys see parts uh uh you know the world in this case just right right in, in the state you know that they haven't seen um before um and it's true you know even even people who've lived here for a long time there's there's plenty of the state that that they haven't necessarily uh, scene. Um, so yeah, Heck, is, I, I'll fully raise my hand. I've never been to the UP. I, I've been to Sault Ste. Marie, wow. but like I, the most people consider, I mean, it is the UP, but like, is that, uh, I don't know. I haven't been West of there. So I've yeah, been to Mackinac Island a few times, but mm-hmm. like never, never really made a drive across the UP. So I, I, maybe I'll get to do it this time too. Yeah. I've been, I've been all over and yet like not to like the one or two spots that people who've only been like once or twice I've been to like pictured rocks, for example, but uh, I'm thinking I'm going to be changing that uh, this summer. So uh, yeah, so I can report back on that uh, in later this summer, but uh, okay. So yeah, we've got, uh, we've got recruiting, we've got, we've got trips um, and uh, you know, plenty more to uh, follow with, with the various Wolverines teams on uh, mlive.com slash Wolverine. So please read there and thanks for listening.